Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The world is waiting, waiting for new thinking, for bold ideas that embrace a globally connected community, working together to create a better future for all. And that future, it can be found here at UC Riverside. Here, you'll join a community where diversity equals vitality, where support and empowerment lifts spirits and propels ideas forward. Fearless, innovative, connected. UC Riverside. Bold hearts, brilliant minds. Welcome to a Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes and today I'm joined by Kevin Graham and Russell Boyce for what is sure to be uh, an action-packed Axon Bulletin. Just waiting to get all the updates coming in from the club and from the First Minister. What an omni-shambles Celtic find themselves in. Um, of, their, of their own making, the only thing positive that we can report coming out of Celtic Park is the test results. I mean, there's nothing positive I can pull from that club at this moment in time. Some um, people are unhappy with that, Kevin. And, you know, there was a broadcast went out. And I'm going to mention it because, you know, you've got to be informed. A podcast came out yesterday, um, episode one, and they've used their time to criticise a Celtic state of mind for criticising the club. Get a grip. 
Get a grip of yourself. Celtic have absolutely destroyed the most important season in the history of the club. And I would love for anybody to try and put a positive twist on it. And I'd love for anybody to argue the toss that they haven't. We've just had a report coming through on Sky Sports News to say that 13 players, plus John Kennedy, plus Neil Lennon, are self-isolating. Because Christopher Julien, a player who was injured for three to four months, travelled to Dubai, contracted the virus, and these guys have obviously been in close contact with them. Now... I've, the reason this is 60 seconds delayed or so uh, before getting started, I've just watched Nicola Sturgeon's comments on the, the saga, on the fiasco, on the omni-shambles that is Celtic Football Club. And she's basically said that it's over to the football authorities. However, she is not convinced that the trip can be justified. So, Kevin Graham, over to you, first of all, from the most negative Celtic fan in the history of the club. Uh, over to you, sir. What's your thoughts today um, as we go into a game against Hibs? 13 players down. Well, I've, I've, it's, a, it's the biggest shambles since Dale and, Dale and Rodney went to Margate for a day out. It's, it's unreal. Just when you, do, when, you, when you think that things can't get any worse, the day get worse. I've actually just got a text message of the team tonight. So... He's ready for us. I can't. I can't. I can't. I and I can't have got any trouble for doing this before, but I'm going to do it. So the team for the night is Latchford, McGrain, Lynch, Aiken, McDonald, McLeod, Coven, Sullivan, McGarvey, McCluskey, and Arch Deacon. Wait, Ayet and Kamala on the bench. Aye, aye, and Luke O'Connell on the bench as well. Aye, and at least the laptop has they got COVID. Eh? That's we were lucky. We're lucky for that. Eh? This is this is an utter shambles. Eh, head should roll. This is this is this is like when you just f- thought this season couldn't get any worse. It just now slaps you about the face with a fish. Um, you have to laugh. You really do have to laugh. If it wasn't as serious, eh? we are a laughing stock of world football, well, Scottish football, British football, and basically, the next statement that comes out of Celtic Park should be guys resigning for this, mm-hmm. and that, that should be the next statement that comes out of Celtic Park. And I've got a message for that podcast: keep the faith, boys, because eh? you're going to, because you're going to need it. Well, you just need to open your eyes. They're they're living uh, with blind faith. I think it's preposterous for anybody to suggest that a Celtic state of mind are in any way uh, trying to fulfil a position uh, much like historical Scottish mainstream media channels in that we're going to try and leather our own club at every opportunity that's just a nonsense and it doesn't wash with me and yeah I think there is a right to reply because we built this platform up over a period of three and a half years we have 11 different pundits every single week plus a few irregular ones Kevin and literally hundreds and thousands of people commenting on every broadcast we have a good cross section of Celtic opinions it's not about my opinion and it's not about Kevin Graham's opinion or even Russell Boyce's it's about airing opinions I listen to Kevin I listen to others I see some of the comments coming through and it challenges your own views on the situation. That's what it's all about. It's about debate. So don't set up, just for the amateurs out there, don't set up a podcast and make it your first mission within the first five minutes to try and you know, take a shot at a fellow Celtic podcast. This is a community where 20 podcasts got together and 
cheques have been presented to four different charities, each over six and a half grand because the Celtic community pulled together over Christmas to help mental health, homelessness, vulnerable kids and food banks. So whoever they are, they really need to take a good look at themselves. In fact, they should pull the video because it's pathetic. This is about us looking at a club that was going for 10 in a row, Kevin, and we as a club, now you can go on about the management, you can go on about the SFA, you can go on about Nicholas Sturgeon. As a club, we have completely ballsed up this season and monumentally. Russell, I'm going to come over to you. I've been reading your um, tweets with interest because you've said one of these Mondays you're going to come on and it's all going to be uh, fun and laughter and we can talk about positive elements of the club. Are we any closer to that? Absolutely not, Paul. I don't know if I'm a jinx on here on a Monday or what's happening, but um, yeah, the news the news coming through uh, early this afternoon, just at twelve, is you know just if you know if there ever was a final nail in the coffin required of this season, then it has definitely happened. Now, um, I was kind of convinced that when I came on today, I was going to try and brush over the Dubai trip a wee bit if I could because I just felt it's been <laughs> spoke about all week and we're all the negative normals, you know. But uh, actually, it's came back to the forefront because it could not have bit us in the backside more than with the news today. Um, I think there's two sides to it. Should we almost be a wee bit relieved that, that you know we're that far behind in the league? We weren't going to win it anyway, and this has happened. Can you imagine if there was only a three point, four point gap right now, and we're then going to going to play Hibs on the Monday night with 13 players out, and suddenly fall, you know, a, a a lead behind the, uh, the, you know, Rangers that was, you know, sort of made a big, big difference in the title race. I think we're almost fortunate that we're that far behind and um, that this has happened then. And that's about as positive I can be about the situation, to be perfectly honest to you. Now, Kevin, I think, made a, an excellent point. And if Kevin makes points that I disagree with and vice versa, we disagree. But I think you made a great point, Kevin. The next statement that comes out, I think really um, is, a, is a pivotal one uh, in terms of Celtic and the people who run the club at this moment in time. The question has to be asked because obviously we've heard all the views about, yeah, we didn't break any protocols. Okay. How does that one rack up now? You might not have broken any protocols by going, but look at the state that we're in as a result of us going to that trip. Um, so we didn't break any protocols and we had it signed off from this one. We had it signed off from that one. Kevin Graham, who at the club has the final say on that trip going ahead? Who is that figure? It will be the same man who's got the final say on the price of the pies. The same man who's got the price, who, who's got the final say on the, what left back we sign, what right back we sign. That's Peter Law. It's on his head. It is really on his head that this, that, that this trip's went ahead. And it's just, I mean, the weeks before Dubai's infection rates were going through the roof, and what really bugs me, what really bugs me about about the statement that they've actually released, they says this could have happened at home. Then in the next paragraph of the statement, they go, "I they reckon it's happened between the flight, the flights and the coaches to and from the resort." Well, if yep. you weren't on a plane, if you weren't on a plane for five hours or however long it gets you to Dubai, then you wouldn't have as much as thirteen players. If you weren't beside a pool and a bar, social bonding then that wouldn't have happened because the players would have been in their own bubbles. And no, anybody that says it was for uh, work purposes, it was for training purposes, a load of rubbish. Why would you take a, a player who's going to be out for three to four months on a, on a training trip to Dubai if it was any anything other than a team bonding trip? Somebody answer me that. 
The guy's out for four months, so you take him on a training trip to Dubai. Mm. No, you've took him there because it's a team bonding trip. That's exactly what it is, and that's what it's been proved to be. And it's an utter sham. And if the SFA, the SPFL, decide to throw the book at us, I can't argue with it with my little bit. Russell, um, just before I ask you your predicted 11 for tonight, obviously Neil Lennon and John Kennedy are two of the people who are self-isolating. Who takes the team? Who's in a dugout? I mean, obviously we know who the, 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 the favourite will be. It'll be the laptop with uh, Gavin Strachan as his assistant. Uh, I'm not really sure uh, what direction. I mean, it might be a good thing, you never know. I mean, we've not been happy with the management performance this season. It might be a breath of fresh air what we see tonight. You never know. Um, I guess it must be Strachan. Would I be right in thinking that? I mean, I can't think of who else it can be that can take the team. Do you pull up? Do you, no dialer up in the stand? I don't know what's going to happen. Do you pull up a couple? Maybe Kevin could answer this. Do you bring up a couple of the guys who are involved in training some of the development sides? Do you bring up Stephen? I mean, you need a coaching team, don't you? You need a coaching team yep. to pre- prepare uh, that game and obviously manage that game. So uh, obviously, they guys, if they're in isolation, they won't be in the stadium. Um, yep. I mean, they're going to be isolating at home. And, you know, it's just one of these things. Let's look at the actual logistics of this now. So we're going into a game against Hibs. It's going to be a tough enough fixture as it is. We're already uh, down Julian and now another 13 on top of that. I mean, Kevin, it goes, it's, it's mind boggling as to what the repercussions of this might be just on the football park. But beyond that, where do we go from here as a club? Because this is slowly unravelled throughout the season. Uh, we have covered every nuance uh, what's going wrong, every wee bit that we felt was going right. You and I teamed up yesterday. We were talking about signing targets. We were talking about all this kind of stuff. Damien Duff coming back. Oh, yeah, brilliant. And then this happens. So as soon as you're trying to get on an even keel, they just keep pulling the rug from under your feet. Oh, it's up. Look... I says a couple of weeks ago, I says last week that it's, this is about goodwill, and they were never going to. And, and I says yesterday about Indiana Jones being in a fridge. <laughs> it's even worse than Indiana Jones being in a fridge now. This this is utterly nuclear. This is you're looking for the whole Marvel heroes to come and try and save the goodwill with the Celtic support. I'm sitting here paid six hundred pound. I'm sitting here paid six hundred pound, and I'm not going to go. And, I'm not going to get to a game all season. And now we're, now we're basically, of our own accord, made a decision in a global pandemic to go a country with one of the highest infection rates of COVID, and now we've got 13 players at. The goodwill is utterly gone for this season. And it's no matter what, I mean, the team will get my, whatever teams out there will get my support tonight. But there's no way the football, the, the, the football coaching, the guys who make the decisions on the coaching side and the executive level of the club are going to get my support whatsoever now. This is utterly shameful and heads should actually roll before the end of the day. Do you think they will? No, they won't. So, no, of, course, of course they won't. They'll, 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 they'll say, oh, it was unfortunate. You, you actually just see the tone of the statement. They won't, they won't change nothing. Well, Russell, it's, it's really, really annoying me. And like, I, I, I think I was called bitter and, and entitled last week when, when I says that uh, I would take my season t- ticket money back just now if they offered my season ticket money back. And that, that's that's not been bitter and entitled. What's been bitter and entitled is actually going to Dubai 
during a, during a global pandemic and rubbing ordinary fans' noses in it. For me, can I go to the for me, can I go to the pub? When we can I visit family and friends? When we can I visit people in care homes? When we're working for him, that's what we need today. Send the players to work for him and actually play this whole season on, on a FIFA or sensible soccer for now at the end of the season. <laughs> get you know, them, the, get them him. the big thing, uh, Russell, is over the years, as Celtic supporters, we've looked at uh, all the other um, exterior kind of factors in the game, in the Scottish game, and the things that, uh, you know, we, we're focused on have been the authorities. But, you know, the best thing to do if that is the case or when that is the case, is to make sure that you're whiter than white. And what yep. Celtic have done is we've just made ourselves a sitting duck. Yep. And and what I hate, what I hate is seeing the club that we all love putting ourselves in that position because the whole of Scottish football, you know, this is on the same day that every level of Scottish football, including the Scottish Cup, has been suspended underneath the championship until the end of January. Yep. So at, at the moment, Celtic can't, are going to win any competition. We can't play in any competition that we can win at this moment in time. So the whole of Scottish football are looking at that, and there's clubs looking down the barrel of a gun whereby they're going to be struggling to get out of this this lockdown. They're going to be struggling to get out of this pandemic. There'll be a lot of clubs who are going to be casualties. Yet the biggest club... The, the most successful and the richest club, the one that should be a role model to others, are basically making a total full yeah. of everybody that supports that club, everybody that buys a season ticket. And not only that, Russell, right, and this is something that I've been critical of the club, and people um, who criticise us for being critical, there's a big difference between simply being negative. You know, being negative is watching um, something unfold and then looking for negatives. I can't find a positive here. So when you're looking at where Celtic are at this moment in time, and we're going to be dealing with the here and now, so we're going to be talking about the Hibs game in just a second. How on earth, if if they can, do Celtic recover? And what I mean that from that is the goodwill that Kevin Graham is losing rapidly at the bottom of the screen, and many other fans like him. How do Celtic repair that goodwill? Is it repairable? Because I love Celtic. And as Kevin says, it doesn't matter who plays tonight. I'll be supporting whoever's wearing a green and white jersey because I support the club. But when you're run by a group of people who are so disengaged from the support, where do they go from here? Because, you know, we can't completely overhaul the squad overnight. Yeah, you can change the manager and the coaching staff. Don't think it's going to make a difference between now and the end of the season. But then you then start looking at, uh, you know, the higher reaches of the club. And you look at the board members, you look at the CEO. This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct-to-Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. I switched to Boost Mobile and got a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Want to know the best part? Uh, it was free? Nope. The fact that it's on America's largest 5G networks? Nope. It's the ding. Oh yeah, love the ding. Right? It's all about the ding. It's the dingarooski, the dingarona, the ring-a-ding-ding. Unleash your power to save with Boost. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone when you switch. Boost Mobile, unleash your power. And the ding. Limited time offer, new customers only. Available on select networks. 5G not available everywhere. One device per line. Tax excluded. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details. Oh, the guy's making the decisions. And, you know, that needs a complete overhaul because they have lost the the faith of the Celtic support who they are now going to be asking for more money when the season tickets come in for renewal. 
Now, it, it seems to me, uh, and again, this went down like a lead balloon, the only time that they're interested in engaging is round about that time that they need us to renew season tickets and round about Christmas time when they need to sell merch. Now, there's loads of good people work for Celtic who are not in the public eye, who, who don't wear the jersey, who don't play the games. And they are fearful of their jobs and their jobs are based on guys like you and me buying season tickets. But the club, the guys at the top, are putting us in a position like Kevin Graham. I mean, 40 years this guy's supported Celtic. He's ran buses. He's been involved in the affiliation, helping other Celtic supporters clubs all over Scotland. And he's already considering whether or not to renew that ticket. Uh, did the club not uh, see what's happening in front of them? Did they not see that this is unravelling at a rapid rate? It's unbelievable. I think um, in terms of what they can do to repair it, um, I mean, obviously, I can't see any way that they'll get rid of the management team. I think that would be the first starting point, I think, up the top. I think there's been, obviously, talk in the past about this might be Lowell's last season as well. I have read that. Um, you almost think it would all make sense if it was to be everyone's last season. And that is what's led to such rash decisions or such decisions with such little care about, you know, the the end result of, of making such decisions. I think um, looking at what we can do to try and repair it in the short term is almost an impossible question, Paul, because I'm not entirely sure there's an answer right now that would go anyway. We can't win that league, in my opinion. I mean, I'd love to say that we, we will. I know it's mathematically possible. Maybe that is negativity on my part, but the evidence of what I've seen in the park so far this season suggests we won't win the league. So when that's written off, and all you've got is a Scottish Cup that potentially isn't going to get played this season, there's not really a lot that the club can do now to repair it. Um, where they go from here, though, is also very interesting. Welsh Kebs in a tricky position. So are they. Because like you say about selling tickets, how on earth do they promote that Celtic brand on the back of the most embarrassing train crash of a season, train wreck of a season, whatever the saying is, um, ever? How do they start, like you say, they might start popping up, as they always do at the same time, um, looking for season ticket cash, trying to sell merchandise, the new Adidas kit uh, comes out, the whole, you know, the training kits and all that. How do you sell them on the back of this season? So whilst it's a very difficult position for the fans to be put in right now, I find their position extremely sticky, unless, of course, they already know that they're all off-skin this summer anyway, and it's someone else's problems. Kevin, coming back to you on that point, and obviously these things change by the day, but um, you've been involved in, uh, I, I, I use the term meet and greet, but I don't mean an old pals act, through the affiliation and involvement that you've had in the past, you've met people like Peter Lowell, Kevin, you've been at these forums, you've, you've heard the views of fans and fans groups uh, being pitched to the club, and it's been your view, correct me if I'm wrong, that often they just play a lip service. They just pay you lip service. Now, the AGM last month, and we, we were on the bulletin actually as it unfolded uh, live, would it have been expected at that stage if there was a plan for Peter Lowell to, stand, to stand down at the end of the season? Would that have been announced at the AGM necessarily or is that something that's fluid and can change as events like the ones that we're currently witnessing happen? I don't know if that would have been announced at the AGM. You think back in history of... of when managers, I, I, we'll go back to when we stopped Rangers doing their 10 and they announced Walter Smith was leaving, Brian Loudrop was leaving. Sometimes the club gets into a flux and can't can recover. Eh? I would have thought something executive level would have been announced at the AGM, something as big as your your El Capitano, your your ruler, your your North Korean 
president leaving would have been announced at the AGM. Eh? Uh, somebody who's got control over absolutely everything would have been announced at the AGM. Yeah, I, I, I was involved in, in supporters' activism for, for a while, and nothing gets done. Um, and that's not a fault of the groups. It's not a fault of the people involved in the groups. It's a way that the club has run. But this is up here worse than anything in the White and Kelly's. It's no worse than the White and Kelly's nearly ran the club into the ground. There's no way Celtic are going to go bust after this, but this is part of what I've been calling out for the last five, six years. The club is an utter shambles, and they've been getting away with it. And now everything's completely all messed up, and they're no getting away with it, and people are just realising what I've been shouting about for years. The club is an utter shambles. And I'm sitting here going, give us a refund, give us this. I might I, I might not renew, but I know for a fact it'll be the, the young lasses in the ticket office, it'll be the people who help out John Paul Taylor, it'll be the admin staff, it'll be, it'll be the girls and the guys in HR will actually get hit with us not renewing, and that utterly leaves a bad taste in my throat. But the only way that this club listens is when you withhold money, is when they have to put tarpaulin on on the top of the, what the upper tier, when they have to shut the upper tier for Europa League games. That's the only time they engage and actually listen. With us, this is this is an utter. This is like they've actually shot in your sandwich and tried to feed you it now. And this, 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 this is where we are. Sorry, sorry for sorry, sorry for swearing. Um, this is where we are. And I'm going. How can you actually now try to sell us anything in the next six months? How can you utterly try and sell us anything in the next, in the next six months when you've been the masters of your own downfall? And Absolutely. We always said that there would be, but I never expected this. This is like they've actually loaded their own gun at Russian roulette and ended up shooting their, blowing their brains out. Listen, Kev, um, I think it was maybe this time last week, and I used, and it was on the back actually, the Dubai images, you know, uh, being unearthed. And I said that uh, there was an element of that picture typifying everything that's wrong with Celtic at the moment. Fat, lazy and arrogant. Now what I meant by that is fat, we're, all, we're no fit. The club, the players, they're no fit. I mean, Lee Griffiths has come out and he's admitted that. How can you have a striker who only gets fit in December? How can you buy a £5 million player in a Yeti who still know you're fit to play? You know, So, yeah, that's what I meant by that. Lazy, I think they're lazy in their approach to the fans, exactly uh, personified by some of the examples that Kevin has just given us there. They're lazy in engaging with their fans. Uh, we have tried time and time again to engage with the club. And I don't mean the interview with Peter Lowell. Kevin knows the efforts that have gone into trying to engage with this football club over the last three and a half years on this, this platform, and it's not happened because they're lazy. And the arrogant, for me, is the way that we've gone about our business and Dubai. Uh, the way we went about the, the aftermath of the protests I felt was very arrogant and again you could probably bring in the, the actual uh, communication aspect and how they engage or fail to engage with the supporters now this is a guy Kevin you, you said I've asked you the question who ultimately signed this off Peter Lowell, this is a man who he influences where you can have a, a fag break um, at Celtic Park if you leave the building for a smoke, Peter Lowell has influenced where you can stand to have that cigarette. Yet, he hasn't seen anything wrong. This man who is a, con a, a controlling CEO to the point where managers have left the club sees nothing wrong in November 
when everything was signed off for this trip. He didn't realise that, you know what, yeah, we weren't in a lockdown, because I hear that argument as well at that time, but it was likely that we were going to go back into one, Kevin. We've been fearing it for months. Businesses have been fearing it for months. People who rely on going to their jobs so that they've got childcare and they can put their kids into nurseries have been waiting for the announcement for months. Everybody knew it was going to happen. Everybody realised that over Christmas it was going to happen. Yet this guy, who controls where his employees can have a cigarette at Celtic Park signs it off it's gross negligence at the highest level of this football club so when we're looking at the, the situation Celtic are in I also think that it, there's going to be some far reaching consequences in terms of our brand you look at the way that Celtic now are viewed in Scottish football now we could say oh it doesn't matter well that's an attitude of saying no one likes us we don't care that's not your attitude that's not the attitude of Celtic Football Club and our supporters. That's the attitude of someone else in a bygone age. So are we at that stage now, Kevin, where all these wee clubs who can't actually play their games, who aren't able to try and generate advertising revenue and sell tickets and sell merch, who have just been told they can't play to the end of the year, they must be looking at Celtic thinking that what I said about them in terms of the arrogance is 100% spot on. It is. It's almost like your COVID-denying next-door neighbour eh, who goes on holiday and says, ah, that wee sturgeon's no telling me I'm not going on holiday, I'm just going to go anyway. And hell with the con- consequences when I come back. That's what it's like. That's what it's complete. It's, it's just showed a complete and utter disregard for the rest of the Scottish game. Uh, and we have got a duty to the Scottish game, no matter what you actually think. We've got a duty to the Scottish game. I don't know the ins and outs of the St Murn and the Kilmarnock uh, dealings, eh? but surely they're looking at this going, well, when are you going to hammer them? Mm-hmm. They've done that. We tried our best on a limited budget. I think St Murn have been done with no having two team buses or their, or their players having a meal before the game. Was that was that? It's one of them like that. We flew, we flew, we flew our players in a tank can to Dubai. It's not, it's not a pre-match meal that that we've done. We've deliberately took them out the country. It's absolutely shocking. And at the top level, at the top level, has got to. This is that end game, end game scenario. I would rather have signed off a trip to the White House last week, the Capitol building. I think that would have been less embarrassing. If you would have saw Scott Brown with a Jamaraquai hat on standing on the steps of the, 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 uh, the, the Capitol building, uh, it's, uh, it's, I never usually get embarrassed about stuff that I can't be embarrassed about. I can't control what Celtic football, done, Celtic football Club do or the, or the decisions that they make. But for the first time in a long time, I'm actually embarrassed with my football club. For yeah. the first time in a long time. It's embarrassing. Russell, what, what's your thoughts on that? I'm just going to bring this up for Stephen Kenneth first. It's a, it's a message coming in via YouTube. If you are watching on YouTube, make sure that you subscribe. Uh, all our content is free and we broadcast on a daily basis, even on a Sunday, Kev. Welcome to Group Therapy as once again we navigate dystopia with no map or signal on our phones. We're far beyond the banter years. We've entered another realm. Sincerely though, get well soon, Julian. And it is important to say we have had players like Eduard before him, like Turnbull, Julian, um, who have uh, suffered this terrible this terrible virus and yeah absolutely 100% our thoughts are with the player uh, but again where's the duty of care I mean people forget this because these guys are athletes Russell you know it, it doesn't matter about your age there can be complications with this virus where's the duty of care by the club on that player no I don't understand it I think especially when Kev made the point earlier this was an injured player 
going to a training trip. Um, Celtic are very quick to point that out after the photo gate. You know, what I mean, of the the ones when they're sitting with the beers or whatever last week that we were discussing. Celtic came out quick fire with the training photos. The sound sound bites from every interview was about this has been hard work, hard work, hard work. What was Chris Julian doing then in those four days? Of what what hard work could he possibly do with a three to four month injury? Zilch. Um, ironically, of course, there was then a photo I seen on one of the blogs this morning of him walking down the stairs at Glasgow Airport holding his crutches in one hand. I mean, know the day, Chris, honestly. Just even if you don't need to use them, just use them. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a, a, the duty of care, um, absolutely. That That is a massive point on it all. But that just goes back to the trip in itself. Um, they shouldn't have went there either, you know, either way. It's just a nonsense, the whole thing. Um, I thought Natasha made an amazing point last week when she says tone deaf. I just really rung true with me. That is exactly what they are. Um, to not pick up on the vibes when normal people like us can see what the issues are when you're going to Dubai. And for them to be on £3 million a year, you know, such as their intelligence or whatever it is they make, I don't really care. Um, and not have the foresight to think that might be a bad idea for them to go to go on that trip. Maybe we should just rein that in. Firstly, from a health point of view, a health standpoint, which has been completely proven by the fact we're now going to play this, you know, a team of reserves tonight and what was meant to be the biggest season of all time. Uh, also on top of that, as a PR stunt, it was disastrous um, from the word go. And today is just really um, taking, taking the... Uh, Taking the biscuit the final time, it just it's just unbelievable. I don't understand um, the logic that goes on anymore. And you call it arrogance. Um, I think I think that's not far off it now because they can't be this stupid. Well, that that's I mean again, we we keep getting reminded Russell of the importance of the words you choose, and you know we go live for at least one hour every single day, yep. and obviously that's going to be extended tonight because we'll be covering the game. And every single word you use is analysed, criticised, um, and you know the word arrogant is a strong word, but I just feel that at this moment in time, I can't see anything that would change my view on that. I think the club and those people who have the ability to communicate with the fans um, and are simply refusing to do it. And again, it's not because I'm talking about getting a, an interview on this broadcast. They just don't engage with the wider fan base. They just it doesn't happen and I mean a lot of the stuff is kind of generic statements that come out just to update you oh, by the way yet another player has has COVID now another thing that I need to uh, point out um, I, I said at the top of the show that you know St Rocks uh, were one of the beneficiaries of the charity weekender where loads of Celtic supporters got together and a huge amount of Celtic podcasts pulled together to put on an event and make some money and St Rocks were the, the mental health charity um, who were able to benefit from that uh, so let's let's give a big shout out thanks Mark uh, McMonagall for pointing this out let's give a big shout out to Irish Mick I hope you're keeping well man anyone who was aware uh, Irish Mick unfortunately had a, a bit of a crisis last night and he was live on YouTube but thankfully the update is that he is getting the help that he requires but again it's a, it's a stark reminder of the times that we're living in we're living in Covid times we try to be as positive as we can on these podcasts Kev it's often difficult but you've got to remember that it is affecting people mentally um, I don't know uh, Michael Collins I think his name is I don't know Michael um, 
directly I don't know him personally but I wish him all the best and I think the Celtic support the wider Celtic support uh, As the number one audio company iHeartMedia gives you access to all every audience live conversations trusted influencers and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company Go to iHeartResults.com for more will be of the same view just keep an eye on your pals make sure your friends and your family are doing okay I think that's the biggest message Kevin other stack reminder definitely and you've got other podcasts coming on um, no slagging us actually I think if I was eight I would have took it as a WWE Smackdown um, what they were trying to do to us I mean that, that's unreal if you're trying to get no, we all look out for each other as we say we do a lot for charity here and you, you can't and Hopefully Mick's all right, um, and this is this is a problem with going live and doing stuff like that. You can have a meltdown, and folk think your memes are going to be great, and folk keep on sharing them. Eh? But you've got to remember there is a person there, eh? and um, ho- hopefully, hopefully Mick's all right. I've actually got a list of the players that are seemingly out. Um, all right, right, let's hear it. So Julian, obviously, uh, mm. Barkas, uh, Hazard, Taylor, Ralston, Henderson. Mikey Johnson, Ayeti, Brown, Elhamed, Rogic, Beaton and Kamala. Uh, so that's that's similarly the players that are the thirteen players that are happy isolate. You've got that access, you've you've got an eyeball on that, Kevin. So you're the guy I'm going to be asking for a predicted eleven tonight. Um because I, I couldn't write them all down as quickly as you were saying it. But Barkaz and Hazard, two goalies out is Bain on that list? I don't think Bain. you mentioned Bain. Bain's not on that list, no. Who's our fourth choice goalie? someone will be able to come in into the comments and confirm that (laughs) you know so we are looking at a a really perilous situation in terms of putting a team together we're at a situation as well where you know when authorities get involved or so often what happens is um, they will award a team a 3-0 win so you end up getting a 3-0 defeat Celtic I'm not going to say Celtic reserves because a lot of the players that Kevin mentioned there probably wouldn't have started the game I think it's safe to say. Um, But an understrength Celtic side, will we go out and get a better result than a 3-0 reverse tonight, do you think? Well, you'd like to think so. I think definitely. They need to pull together now more than ever. Um, Try and build up some sort of siege mentality. They'll know that they're going to get all the negative press for this. They may may well be brainwashed and thinking they've not done anything wrong and sort of create that siege mentality because they're getting, you know, negative podcasts like you. I'm surprised you've not been blamed for this yet, actually, Paul, this whole thing. Um, <laughs> there's, there's time, there's time. Uh, but I think, yeah, I, I was a wee bit relieved hearing those names that, that Kev read out on the whole. Um, whilst there is some obviously players that, that perhaps would have started, I don't think it's as bad as it could have been. Um, but that's not an excuse, by the way, Mr. Lowell, if you are watching, do you know what I mean? That doesn't get you off the hook. Um I would like to think they would get a better result than a 3-0 defeat, absolutely. Surely this trip it was a hard-working trip. They've been sunned. It's been a, it's been good for the team, remember? So that's what the whole point of them going there. I'm expecting 3-0 the other way around tonight, Paul, definitely. Now, Kev, there's a, a list of players coming up here. I'm just counting them. There's 12 on that list. So who's who's missing from that list? Who's on your list? Because apparently it's 13 Julian. players. It's 30, Julian. is Julian included in the 13? Yeah. Julian's yeah. included in the 13. Right, okay. So how many of the guys do you reckon um, that's on the screen at the moment as supplied by Stephen James would have started tonight? Barkas, of course, would have started. Um, Doris de Grease would have started. Um, maybe 
I wouldn't be no be on so suspended anyway. Eh? So you'd maybe only send Mikey Johnson out of that. Potentially. 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 Taylor, maybe. Taylor. Taylor I mean, the thing is, Kev, it seems almost futile to be talking about who we're going to actually line up with tonight because of everything else that's happening. But it is a consideration because before I seen the names or so, I'm thinking, you know, this could this could get nasty. This could be a Hibs yeah. Celtic select team. I don't think it's going to be that. I think we'll have a very weak bench based on the names that are appearing on the screen. Bain's going to start, of course. Yep. Who's your two? Who's your two centre halves? Duffy and Ayer. I would. I would yep. guess. Um, right and left will be Frimpong and Luxall, um, yep. McGregor, Sorrow, Turnbull, Christie, Edward, and Griffiths. I think we'll probably win three nothing. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that massively. Rogic might still make the bench though, because I felt his coronavirus only last sixty minutes. Then. <laughs> <laughs> A wee bit of light humour, that's what's required. So yeah, the game tonight, it's almost like a sideshow. I mean, Kevin and I are going to be covering it covering it this evening, um, To obviously before the game, half-time and post-match. Uh, Kevin, Graham, is there anything that can be salvaged from this season? Can anything be salvaged from this season? Oh, you've got... We're in a bizarre situation where we could actually still win, retain the Scottish Cup. Um, as, I don't think anything can, can be salvaged off the field. I don't think anything can be salvaged at all off the, off the field. Uh, on the field, we can maybe get bonuses with Turnbull, Sorrow. Maybe Eddie will, will start scoring goals. Griffiths will start scoring goals. But off the field, we're in utter shambles. And that can't be... That, that, that can't be recovered whatsoever. That, that, that's going to take years to recover. Uh, and it's going to take a massive, massive change, both at, both in the coaching staff and also at CEO executive level for that trust to come back. Uh, I think this is maybe the final nail in the coffin of uh, the coaching staff and the CEO. I think that I think this is that they they've all got to bite the bullet for us. Okay, we're still going to put out a strong side. We're still going to put out put out a side where the eleven players would probably get into the majority of the teams in the Scottish Premier League. Uh, but the fact is that our bench is going to be decimated. The, the fact is you're going to have thirteen players isolated is damning, absolute damning. And what happens? I mean, we've seen that we've seen St. Uh, Hamilton, St. Murn have to play weakened teams this, this season. We're just lucky that it's not a, a weakened team. But where, where's the headspace of the team? Where's the head headspace head of the players now? Yeah, and it's utter mess that they're, that they're finding themselves in. See, when you, you look at the isolation period, Kevin, is it 10 days? It's 10 days, yes. And does that start as of today, the announcement? I mean, when does it start? Is this going to take in two games? Is uh, it going to be an issue for the Livy game? If, it, if, it's ten, if it is 10 days, does that not take in both Livy home and away? From, from from today, well, the next game will be on wed- well the weekend and Wednesday. So again, it could affect us, and then you're just hoping for uh, no one else to pick up injuries in the meantime. 
Um, so, Kevin, here's a wee positive one for you because you do get slagged off for time to time, mainly by your fellow presenters. Thomas O'Hara, Kev's a legend, hail, hail. So I think I'll bring that one up. And I'm going to bring up as many uh, of your views as we possibly can uh, because today is, for me, it's a massive day in the season. It's a massive day. And I'm going to say in the history of the club because, the, because of the disconnect between club and supporter now... Someone out there will be able to tell me, uh, without even glancing at the honours, if you were to look at uh, Celtic's nine in a row of the 60s and 70s, uh, the nine in a row that Celtic stopped under Vim Janssen, and the nine in a row that we are currently uh, still within the midst of, has a team in between those three periods ever dominated the domestic game for any longer than three seasons? I think three in a row has probably been the greatest achievement by any single club in between the three nine in a rows, right? Now, are we moving into uh, a situation, I think the question is, Kevin, whereby that pendulum that has been swinging in our direction for nine years is going to go elsewhere for a period of something like three years? Is it as bad as that? Can we recover quicker than allowing some period of domination elsewhere? Is 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 that where we are? Are we now at a period where how long do we allow do we allow the pendulum to swing to the other side of the city? And the decisions in the summer will, will the decisions from now to the end of the season will actually um, affect that going forward. I mean, we could be we, this could set us back years. It could only set us back one year. I mean, you, you look when we stopped Rangers' uh, quest for ten. I think the ten's cursed. Eh? I think the number 10 is cursed. I think we need to have a look into that. I think I'll Google that after this. Is the number 10 cursed? Um, when you have a look at that, the following year they went full out with Advocate and basically won the league at Celtic Park uh, on that on Hugh Dallas's night. I can't see the Celtic board just because of the financial circumstances and where we are with, with COVID. I can see, see this putting us back into the uh, not the dark ages, because we want to go back to the dark ages. But we, this could set us back a few years, because I don't think after this period they're going to get the goodwill. They're not selling 56,000 56, season tickets uh, next season. Rangers might. Rangers might sell the, 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 their maximum. We could be going back down to the main hardcore, which is maybe 27,000, 28,000. We could be going down to vast empty spaces in the in the in the upper deck of the stands, all because of the decisions that the club have made over the last couple of months, and that will set us back years unless there's a massive sea change in what happens between now and the end of the season. And I can't I can't see it. They're too arrogant. They're too blinkered to actually make that change. They'll still they'll still argue to their last breaths that this trip to Dubai was right. I mean, when anybody in their right mind, mind can't, you can't defend it. You cannot defend this, this trip in the current circumstances. Anybody, anybody that tries to defend it really has to tell me their reasons. And if their reasonings are, oh, we still play international football, what about the Scotland team doing the conga, things like that, forget about the what... Forget about the what about it. Forget about anybody having birthday parties. Forget about teams sharing cars. It's about Celtic Football Club, and we've absolutely made an utter arse of ourselves. 
Aye, it's how we've it's how we've conducted ourselves, Kevin, and that's what we need to focus on, and that's what we're trying to focus on now. Last week, Russell, we had a conversation around the the drop in season ticket sales, and it was uh, the example I gave was the final season under Gordon Strachan, followed by Tony Mowbray's season. Uh, Celtic lost fifteen thousand season tickets in those two years. So when Kevin is is saying uh, twenty seven, twenty eight, and I last week said thirty, uh, people are saying yep. no, no chance, Celtic will sell 40,000 plus, um, I don't think so because you've also got to take into account the financial restraints that the majority of people are now living under uh, and I think I used this as an example last week whereby items that were absolutely uh, must-haves become desirables and they become luxury items after that and a Celtic season ticket for me and for Kevin, uh, I mean I've been going to the football since 87, first season Kevin got a season ticket, so did I 1994-95 uh, but the circumstances change in the, the white uh, economic financial landscape and, and you know we might be looking at a situation where the only way to get the fans back on board is with this sea change that Kevin talks about we're not going to see it this season but in the in the pre-season uh, moving on to next year then it wouldn't just be personnel on the pitch uh, because we're losing faith in the, in the highest reaches of Celtic Football Club do you think the club are, are so arrogant not to see that and not to realise that we really do need big changes um, at a management level next season, the, the next pre-season Yeah I do think I do think there is an arrogance with that as well um, 100% I think there, with everything that's been added to the fact, you know, on the, on the field has been terrible right, I mean so we needed a management change anyway for a while now, that message has been sort of peddled here, right? And the thing is, with everything that's happening off the field now, the response to the protests, the aloofness, the trip to Dubai, um, you're now looking at a situation where it's more than it's more than just what's happening on the pitch that's going to be able to be altered. So, therefore, if we're going to go for the Jack Ross experiment that Kev talks about, or someone of that ilk, I know what Kev means with that. He's not meaning specifically it has to be him. But Jack, that Ross, is the, Jack, Jack Ross can just move dugouts tonight. <laughs> <laughs> he can just move over tonight. Well, someone needs to take the team. Um, I mean, like someone of that ilk, though. I mean, if it is that sort of downsizing, I couldn't agree more. I think you are looking at thirty thousands, um, and I find it interesting as well. If you say people are saying no chance, they're only saying forty thousand tickets sold. So there, obviously, there's a, a subtle acknowledgement, even in in the most positive quarters, that there is going to be a drop. Now, why is there going to be a drop? There's going to be a drop because right now what we're seeing on the pitch isn't good enough. And secondly, because everyone has lost faith and there's a connection gap now between the fans and the PLC that is, you know, so wide, it's unbelievable. I'll leave the analogies to Kev, but there's a huge gap there now. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I just don't think, unless there's a change from the very top right down to the dugout, there is no way you'll get those 50,000. Bear in mind as well, they might not be anyone able to go to games at the start of next season. So they're going to need to pull, you know, a rabbit out of the hat rapid. Um, and like we've always always uh, said here, we don't see it happening this season. So if it's not going to happen this season, that is a risky strategy. When, like you said, they brought out the, re the renewals around March time, was it last year? Well, it's, it's all now, it's all going to unfold very interesting over the next couple of months. Um but yeah, I mean, if it stays the status quo, which 100% I think they're arrogant enough to do, then I think you are looking at 30,000, 100%. <laughs> 
Worrying times, Kevin, and we're asking the question just, you know, we said just when you thought it was couldn't get any worse, then this happens and we're now looking at who is going to be in the dugout. Hopefully it's not Jack Ross this evening. Uh, hopefully it's not Strachan in charge of the team and it's Steve McManus and maybe Tommy McIntyre. I would guess it would be Strachan plus two others. Um, I think the only thing that could top this is if Lowell turned up himself in a tracksuit, you know, and sat in the dugout. That, that would be the only thing that could top what's happened in the last 24 hours. I'm a bit disappointed with the team that I've read that Arch Deacon's kept his place after his performance last week. Um, I thought Joe Muller should have got in there. Eh? When it came to honey, let's try to lighten this if I can. Um, ball and goal, he'll be killing himself laughing in a stand building. Eh? At least he had a bit of female c- company when he went and had to get himself isolated. Eh? Uh, oh, it's just, I don't know where we go. I really didn't. This, this, Everything just seems to, my head's mush. My head is really mush. I can't even come up with any decent analogies, man. I'm, I'm, I'm gone. I'm a, I'm a busted fuck. That's all right, Kevin. We'll keep you going. We'll keep you going. Brian McLean, 19, commenting on Twitter via Periscope. Can you imagine a decent player choosing us in January? This is a good point with this embarrassment unfolding. Now, we're speaking about the damage to the brands, right? You know, But uh, I don't just mean the brand in terms of selling Celtic-related goods in Germany. I'm talking about the brand as a football club. Why would you want to join this shambles that uh, we find ourselves in? I think that's a good point by Brian McLean. Brian McLean. My, my name's... Um, in the last couple of days have all been muddled up. Maybe Brian McClare will be in, in the dugout tonight. I don't know. Um, ask him to come back. Now, the, the issue with that is we're looking to try and bring in talent. Let's use um, Eduard as an example. So uh, an academy player uh, through the PSG ranks, we're looking to try and bring that player and convince that player to come into Celtic Park. And the, the carrot that we've always used is Champions League football. Put yourself in the shop window. We'll sell you in a couple of years. And it's worked fairly successfully. Um, I think it's drying up uh, quite alarmingly so. How can we still um, protect the brand, Russell, and still attract players? We're going to need a few players in this January transfer window. I mean, it's going to be forced yeah. upon us. We know the situation with Julien, look, kind of medium-term injury. So um, is it a fair point that Brian McLean makes? Brian makes a brilliant point. I think um, you also need to look at it, again, like I said a minute ago, about you know renewing tickets. How do you attract players? Well, it's the same thing. Players look at it for two ways, right? First and foremost, you look at a football team, a potential football team to join. What's their ambitions? What's their aspirations? And what's their recent form? So the recent form will be that they've lost the league by X amount of points. We don't know what that will be yet, but if we carry on in the same course, well, it could be a silly number. Um, I do think it'll be less than what it is right now, but it could still be a considerable gap. So you're joining a team that's the underdogs in Scotland. They've got four qualifiers to make for the Champions League. Um, still, because even if they finish second this year, they'll get that. What's the record like qualifying for the Champions League? Abysmal. All right, what they like in the Europa League? Well, they finished bottom of their group last year and they beat Lille in the last day just to stop uh, having the record lowest points of all time. Does that entice you first and foremost? Secondly, I, I've got a family. I need to think of my health. Pandemic's still going to be ongoing come the summer. There's still going to be some form of it ongoing. What are they like as a club? Do they protect their players? Are they good that way? No, they jetted them off in January to Dubai mid-pandemic when the pandemic was at its second peak. Come on, mate. I'll just no. I'll no bother signing for them. I'll just leave that one. That is what that is what you're doing to the brand right now. Um, I think these stuff. The, the, as we've said about PR disaster, players will be getting made aware of that by agents if we step forward. Whoa, whoa, whoa! It's toxic. All that's going to happen is you'll go there, get told you're not match fit. You'll probably sit on the bench for three months, 
and then your value will plummet and your next club that you're looking at, it'll be a much less sign and on for you. I mean, where would someone like Ayeti, for example, go from Celtic if he was to be sold this summer? What has this season done for his career? Now, we need to accept in modern football, players are very career-driven now. They're very about themselves in a lot of ways, unless you get the odd... Well, in fact, you know what? You've got Kieran Tierney as a prime example. I mean, he couldn't be more Celtic-minded, you know what I mean? But still, it's his career first. So if you're trying to get people that don't have a Celtic background to join, and we're performing like we are on the pitch right now, we are embarrassing ourselves on you know, a national scale with this Dubai trip. And secondly, the welfare of the players as well has mm. got to come into it. You put all that together and you're looking at Scottish Championship players as potential signings now. No disrespect to the Scottish Championship. Jeff Payne, 13 players. How many needed to get a postponement? I believe the rule is 14. Um, if one of the 14 is not a goalkeeper. So, that I mean, as long as you've got 14 players fit and one of them's a goalie, you've got to play the game. That That is the, the rule uh, of thumb. And with regards to Scott MC is a game off tonight. It's not, and we are looking at a fairly strong start in 11, but probably uh, a bit of a weakened uh, bench. You're going to have people like Ayeti, I'm guessing, on the bench, Klamala and Cham, um, Dembele. Uh, that type of player will be on the bench, I would expect. Um, so, you know, moving on to tonight's game then, and Kevin has given us his view based on what you expect the club to do, Kevin? You reckon that we're going to be trying to pitch um, our ambitions on a manager at the level of Jack Ross, for example, who has done well at Alloa Athletic, St Mirren. People just write off his time at Sunderland. I mean, you know, he was unlucky at Sunderland, got to the playoff finals, got to a cup final. Um, I think the the uh, turn turnaround rate, the turn rate of staff was something like 54 players in the time that he was there. That's astonishing. So obviously he was working under constraints. Anyone who's actually seen the documentary about Sunderland knows it probably wasn't a great time to beat the club for Jack Ross. Anyway, he's coming to Hibs. I think it's been topsy-turvy for Hibs this season. It's not been perfect. He's doing okay. Uh, do you still believe, Kevin, that given the circumstances, the board could possibly get away with uh, uh, an appointment such as that? Should they decide that Neil Lennon is no longer are going to be the manager at Celtic? I think they would because they would, they would, they would I think they would try to get away with it. Um, I mean, they'll have the, the banter years trophy to say that we need to retain that so next season so because we'll get presented with that at the end of this season. Um, so I, I think they, they, they would try and get Jack Ross in. I, 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 I have said that. I mean, where, where do we go? What Russell was saying about clubs being basket case clubs, Sunderland's a basket case club, but guys still went there and they went there because of money. Mm-hmm. And football, football's not going to change. A, a football player who is in a in a league and he's looking to come to Scotland will still come to Scotland if Celtic pay a mate grand a week. He's going to look to move, move to a championship club. So I didn't really see that being a problem. And it's the same with managers. Managers go to basket case clubs all the time. I mean, me and you can say as an outsider looking in that why did Jack Ross go to Sunderland? That was the wrong move. Jack Ross went to Sunderland because of the budget that they were giving him, because of the opportunity they were affording him, because of the size of the club. You get there and it is a basket case of a club, but you still go. So I don't think we'd have any trouble attracting players who, but it would be the same level of players that would come to Scotland anyway. 
but I still believe that the board will try and, and sell us a Jack, Jack Ross type appointment. It will be Strachan and Hewlett-Packard in the dugout, according to Hiking and Biking Scotland. But I do think two players, uh, sorry, two members of the coaching staff will need to step in to assist the whole preparation of Celtic tonight. We've seen situations in the past, Kevin, whereby Celtic have been in a state of flux. Managers have come, come and gone. I think back to the Liam Brady days when he resigned, Joe Jordan took the team for a game, then he resigned. And then further ahead, when uh, you know uh, Liam Brady came in, Frank Connor looked after a few games. James Neely Mockham was in the dugout, all that kind of stuff. We've got enough coaches at the club, um, and obviously whoever's next in line will step up. Is it someone like Steve McManus? Isn't Darren O'Day someone along those lines? Probably. Yeah. Um, would Scott Brown have been utilised if he wasn't isolating? Who knows? I mean, he's got the experience there as well. You're looking at the, the scenario as it is, uh, Russell, in this season. Um, let's talk about the game. There's a game of football to play tonight. You know what I mean? And um, the players have come under a lot of flack. How much are they aware of? I'm sure they're aware of that. They're all um, kind of off when it comes to social media, etc. They'll be aware of the feeling around the club at the moment um, throughout Scottish football. Does that give them um, motivation to go out and try and prove themselves again? Um, particularly after the disappointment of the Rangers game. Do you expect another performance this evening? I mean, we had a few leading up to the Rangers game. Yep. And maybe for an hour we played well and we were dominating certain parts of that game against Rangers. Do you expect us, despite everything that's happening, to be able to get a performance tonight? Well, we did play well, I think, definitely for that hour against Rangers. And I, think, I thought the wins ahead of that were really good as well, to be fair. I thought there was a lot of encouraging signs. Um I think when you listen to John Kennedy's sort of press conference, he seemed already, I mean, obviously he didn't know what was going to happen today, but he seemed already on that sort of defensive sort of mindset of, you know, photos can paint a false picture. And I would imagine that's the sort of mentality they're trying to get through throughout the team, like I touched on earlier. Get that sort of siege mentality. Look, the press are after you. Paul John Dykes is after you. Everyone's after you. Do you know what I mean? And, uh, and, and, and try and get that sort of siege mentality built where you're going to show how good you are for the rest of this time. That trip was was for the best. These people don't know what they're talking about. And now it's going to be a case of, you know, you're almost the underdog because there's 13 guys out. You're going to rise above. I think the only thing that was a wee bit disappointing was obviously Rangers had a tricky one yesterday and still got the job done. Um, not to talk about that match at all, but I just think that just added a wee bit more pressure onto this game um, on the Monday, which is frustrating because I'm pretty sure I'm right. Normally, the kickoff between Aberdeen and Rangers would have been the final one of the weekend, wouldn't it? So we would have played Hibs before before um, they did yesterday, but instead we're actually 22 points behind now. Who, whose fault's that, Russell? Who's yeah, I know. That? Oh, I know. I know, and that, so it's four games in hand right now, but it's 22 points, and mm. you can't help but feel that does add an extra weight to it, uh, slightly of pressure. I'm going to make a point before I do so, Russell, on, on what you're saying there. Let's go to Mark, who says the current league leaders have signed players. What was their offer? I mean, I think that's a good enough point. You can assemble up a collection of players, regardless of the scenario that you find yourself in, who will be able to yeah. obviously come in and do a job 
good enough, if coached well enough uh, within a domestic game. And again, you know, there's criticism flying about for throwing in the towel. I says to Kevin, you know, my head says Celtic can't win the league this season. My heart will always say that we can. I believe in the Celtic fairy tale, of course I do. But when you're trying to analyse the situation, one of the points that could be made is, you know, when the, 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 we entered the first lockdown, and we all had our tickets for I will. We all had our tickets. I think about 50 people had tickets for Ibrox. I went up to pick them up, Kevin. And at that stage, I had absolutely no doubt in my mind that Celtic were going to win the league. You know, because of the way we were playing, the distance that we were in front of Rangers. At that point, people were talking about uh, COVID saving Gerrard's uh, managerial career at Rangers, etc., etc. At that stage, correct me if I'm wrong, Kev, we were 13 points ahead of Rangers. Yep. Is that right? When we when we beat St. Mirren five nothing and Lee Griffiths scores a hat trick. Yeah? We were thirteen points ahead and Rangers had a game in hand. Rangers had a game in hand against St. Johnston, yeah? So the argument could be made um, on the flip side. Rangers win the game in hand. Rangers win the two games against Celtic. Four points of difference. That's where we are right now. And I just think Celtic fans, yeah, granted, we're a couple of months behind, yeah, in terms of the amount of games we've got to play. But what I would say is that that is the task that we have. It was as big a task as Rangers turning it around last year. So it's just about being realistic. It's not about being negative. It's not about giving Celtic a kick in. It's about looking at the situation, looking at the, the level of form that Celtic have had all season, the level of form of Rangers, and saying, you know what, it is very unlikely, very unlikely that Celtic are going to turn it around. Let's have a look on the flip side. Let's look at the other possibility tonight. We go out with a weakened squad, let's call it. And I think someone's pointed out that uh, Duffy won't be playing tonight as well. So straight away, you're having to shuffle the pack at the back. What if we go out tonight and we're on the end of a defeat? What happens then? Any changes? Russell, I'll come to you first. No, I don't think they'll make any changes this season. And then obviously they'll have the excuse, even though it's their own doing, that it was a weakened squad. So I think even if the unthinkable tonight happens and there is a defeat, um, I don't I don't envisage any changes getting made whatsoever at management level and I think that would be because they've actually created their own excuse that they didn't have a full squad to pick from and they were down to their bare bones on the bench and it was an understandable defeat. Kev, what, what about yourself? If things do get worse this evening and, you know, due to the upheaval, due to everything that's been happening, they're, they're being, you know, set up and managed uh, by a makeshift coaching team tonight. And although they might have a, a starting 11 that should win the game, let's say they don't. Does anything change for you? Nothing changes, but the, the pressure on the, on the players now tonight is massive. And I found that in the... The meetings that Peter Wall had with the Supporters Association, he says the players were taken aback and shocked at the reaction to the defeat against Ross County, as if they didn't realise what was what this year meant to the Celtic support. And I, and I find that quite weird. And, I mean, obviously there have been, an, if you pardon the pun, there have been in a bubble because the, 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 fan, the, the fans have only been in the stadiums. But if they didn't know what this season meant to them and they were, and they were shocked, at the reaction to their performances. And I, I extremely worry about the man management that's going on at the club. So Russell says they might, they might develop a siege mentality now. I don't think they will. I, I think this game's got the, all the hallmarks of being a, a, another, another banana skin. A real another banana skin. And if that happens, I'm going to sign myself up to that project that sends guys to Mars. Because <laughs> um, that's got to be better than hiding in a fridge. 
No, I think I, 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 I want to go on that space shuttle and end up and going to Mars. What is it, eight years it takes you to get to Mars? Well, well maybe, maybe we'll be better in eight years' time. Kev, give me a prediction for tonight. Oh, come on, Paul. We shouldn't have done this to me. Uh, my prediction is a turgid one-nothing victory for Celtic. Russell? 2-1 Celtic, I think, tonight. I think they'll get a couple of goals, but with Bain back in goals, he's conceded a lot this season, unfortunately. I'd imagine I'm conceding another one. OK, right. Now, thank you all for getting involved. Uh, there's been loads of comments coming in from a very frustrated, bemused, disillusioned uh, Celtic support. They're coming in from YouTube, Facebook and Twitter. And obviously we'll work through as many as we possibly can. We'll be back on tonight, half an hour before kick-off with Kevin Graham. So all that's left for me to say is Russell Boyce. Kevin Graham, thank you again for joining me on A Celtic State of Mind. Keep the faith. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts EASY to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad, because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's E-A-S-Y to 203203. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all every audience live conversations trusted influencers and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company go to iHeartResults.com for more sports social podcast network sports social podcast network sports social podcast network sports social podcast network Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.